that it's really, really important that in advance of retirement, you get clear on what your values are. Because once you're clear on what your values are, then the options that you have ahead of you for a purpose, and it can be anything and it can change, it can be fluid, but you need a purpose beyond retirement that's going to get you out of bed in the morning. Welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified with your host, Joseph Curry, a CFP professional who is going to help you learn how to simplify your retirement planning. This podcast is all about helping you answer those burning questions you've had about your retirement possibilities and making a plan to get there. Through retirement planning education, resources, and expert interviews, Joe will help you get clear on your retirement vision, how to simplify it, and what you'll need specifically to achieve or maintain your financial freedom. Ready to live out your retirement dreams and create future opportunities for the ones you love? Then let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. I'm your co-host, Joe Curry, along with my co-host, Lindsay Wilson. How are you today, Lindsay? I'm great, Joe. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Good. Anything new since we jumped on here last? Oh, goodness. Uh, Just preparing for twice a year, we have our client review meetings where we meet with a very large number of our clients, a chance to touch base with them. So we're just prepping for that, which is always a challenging and fun time. Yeah. So it's always a lot of fun, like you say, challenging in the sense that we have a lot of work because uh, there's a lot that we do to prep for those meetings and make sure we're taking care of our clients. Mm -hmm. One of the things that's kind of nice having those really busy periods is it gives us a little bit of a lighter period, specifically in the summer. So Mm -hmm. as summer comes to an end, took a little bit of time last week to take my boys golfing. Mm. So they've been doing a like kind of a little junior golf thing. So it's the first time I've taken them out for full golf. We did nine holes and they liked it. So we did 18 holes a couple of days later. Amazing. So yeah, so that's my update. I want to share that because I was pretty excited about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's lovely that you can share a passion together with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they seem to enjoy it. So, so that's been pretty fun. But speaking of passions, we can jump into episode 54 with Mary Ellen French and David Wing from the Retirement Years podcast who joined us about their experience with finding reward and purpose in retirement. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. They started their own podcast because they are retired. They're sharing some of that journey and trying to you know, help other people with their experiences. So we had a really good chat. It was a lot of fun. We're also, I'm going to be joining them for a couple episodes on their podcast coming out later this fall. You'll be talking about the retirement navigator, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Which if anyone wants to check that out, it's still, uh, it's up on our website, retirementplanningsimplified.ca. But yeah, we hit on a number of topics, including fears about retirement, finding purpose in retirement, the importance of working with someone for your retirement planning, and a lot of different other things beyond that. I love that Mary Ellen, one of her dreams was to experience being a waitress, which is lovely and so unique to an individual to her, and that she finds that, you know, just working part-time, connecting in, socializing, that she found that in retirement. Yeah, it's great to hear stories like that because we've talked about that as far as, you know, on our own podcast, find a purpose in retirement and beyond retirement, that kind of stuff. So to hear someone actually going back and doing something that she wanted to do, never had a chance to do was kind of neat. The last thing I'll say is I think they're perfectly poised to reflect on and speak about their transition into retirement because they're both retired teachers. So they have that ability to communicate and teach about their own experiences. Yeah, exactly. Great. Well, let's jump in. All right, let's do it. Mary Ellen and Dave, welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified. It's great to have you guys on the show today. We're happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Okay. So 
I was excited to get you guys on the show because you guys have your own podcast, which I'll get you guys to chat about a little bit later, but you're really talking about, so the retirement years and what it's really like to retire and the process of getting there and, and actually living it out. So there's nothing like real experience, I think, to uh, to teach others. So we'll talk a little bit about what you guys have learned so far today, if that's all right. Yeah, all right. definitely. So I'm going to ask you guys some questions, kind of that, that we've talked about. Obviously, you could both feel free to jump in and, and we'll just turn it into a discussion. So where I'm going to start is with the fear of retirement is real. And Dave, we were talking about this before, you, you know, you mentioned a survey where a lot of people are actually really scared and more scared of retirement than death. So I think it's definitely something fitting to talk about, but maybe you guys could give your perspective on that. This is what I thought would happen. <laughs> In season one, we did an entire episode on the fear of retirement because we were new to two things, retirement and podcasting. And so we're learning as we go. And this, the fear thing kind of surprised us because we thought like everybody dreams about retirement, don't they? Like that was where we came into it. And for example, one survey from Senior Living that we referenced that 50% fear not only retirement, but the lack of income and money. That was what was keeping them up at night when they were considering yeah. retirement. Okay. Yeah. And as Dave said, that really surprised us. You know, Dave and I come from a, a place of privilege because we were both in education before retiring. And so we always knew that as long as we completed our careers, we would have a pension mm -hmm. at the end. And so I want to say, and Dave has more experience with this than I do, but I think a lot of educators really don't stop to think about the financial piece because of that security. Right. So fear really wasn't, fear of retirement was was not certainly not on either of our radars because of, as I say, that place of privilege that we come from. And by the time we were done that episode, Joe, we realized it was very gloomy. <laughs> like it, it just seemed kind of gloomy because there were even studies that we quoted that some said that working longer will maintain your health and other studies that said retiring and getting away from the stress of work will give you a longer, healthier life. So there wasn't even, there was some debate even within the community with research, but the research we quoted that had the largest base indicated quite clearly that retirement is good for you. So we went with that. And I think it's quite true. Okay. So there's obviously for people who are not financially prepared, there's definitely that fear of what happens for, to my income. But did you guys yeah. have any kind of uh, reservations about retirement if we kind of take the finance side out of it? So my experience was that I ended up retiring a little bit earlier than planned. Sometimes life has a way of throwing curveballs at you and you eventually have to say, okay, okay, I get it. I need to stop. So yeah, so I was really kind of caught unawares. I had intended to work another four or five years beyond uh, when I did. And so had absolutely given very little thought to what life might look like after retirement. I had given zero thought to what I was retiring to let alone thinking about what I was retiring from. So that was a shock. Okay. What about um, you, Dave? Well, for me, I had a very long commute, nearly two hours each way. And so I was ready to say, I I want to leave this. So I, I had planned well in advance the day I wanted to go. I just knew I wanted to get from that. A high-stress job, high-stress commute. I wanted out of that. But the irony of this, and Mary Ellen knows this, that literally across the province of Ontario, I did workshops specific to your pension and retiring. 
and took absolutely the, the presenter was fabulous. I really liked him. <laughs> I took almost none of his advice other than I had the numbers, I had the date, and I knew I was leaving. And that turned out to not be exactly how you decompress. Uh, it, no. it, I should have come up to the surface a little slower than that. And I know that now. And we're learning from some fabulous people like yourself, all different things you can do to make it better, whether or not you've already retired. That's irrelevant because now I'm my own boss. One of the biggest things though that changed after retirement was my opinion really didn't matter anymore. It kind of did when I was working, but I'm I'm outvoted oft here in the in the house. I am not the king. <laughs> I am the staff. Yes. Yeah. There, that's my pity party. We'll move on. Things can change for sure. So maybe this might be a good time to talk about how to prepare ahead of time, right? So maybe you guys could talk about the importance of planning for your goals beyond that, especially beyond that vacation phase, which we've talked about. I know you guys have talked about that on your podcast, and we often call it the honeymoon phase of retirement, but planning for the goals beyond that. So Marianne, let's start with you. Okay. So one of the reasons, Joe, that we absolutely loved the Retirement Navigator that you developed is because we couldn't agree more that it's really, really important that in advance of retirement, you get clear on what your values are. Because once you're clear on what your values are, then the options that you have ahead of you for a purpose, and it can be anything and it can change, it can be fluid, but you need a purpose beyond retirement that's going to get you out of bed in the morning, right? Like what are the things that make life worth living for you? Because when you're working, it's kind of hard to lift your head and see what else is around you because you're working so hard. You may or may not be raising a family. Uh, You might be a single person. You might be looking after elderly parents. There's so many things that compete for our time. And when we retire, if we haven't given some thought as to how we want to serve others, that is going to be the thing that is going to get you out of bed in the morning. Studies have proven it. it's going to you know, give you a quality of life and a length of life that I think we probably all aspire to. And so, yeah, you have to know what your values are, and then you get to create and design whatever you want your future to be around those values. Yeah, perfect. And, and that's excellent advice. And it helps if you're flexible. I am not. Yes. I'm also pessimistic because I can't be bothered to be positive. But <laughs> you've got to, though. And if we've learned nothing, Mariel, like we talk to people and we think that's fascinating what they're doing. And whether it's sports or picking up and leaving everything behind and moving to another country, you know, people that have done that. And that flexibility is so key because you probably had to live a very compartmentalized life when you were working and getting all those things done that you had to do outside of work. And I've been thinking a lot about this. I think it comes down to give yourself permission. It, it, yes. It's not selfish. It's not narcissistic. It's you taking an interest in you. And there's lots out there. Give yourself permission to enjoy it. Whether, as Mary Ellen said, whether you're coming into this alone with a partner or you've lost a partner. And I, I think that's yeah. even harder sometimes to say, well, should I be having the time of my life? 100% you should. What, who, yeah. No one needs to give you permission to do that. Give yourself. That, that's usually the one in the way, yourself. And yeah. I'm, I'm the yeah. poster for that, 100%. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. We see a lot of times when I'm talking to clients that they have a very hard time making that mindset shift, right? Because your whole yes. life when you're working, like after your family, and like you said, you kind of compartmentalize your life and the structure to your life. And it's very hard to kind of get out of that habit of just kind of, this is the way I do things. And I can't do that other stuff because... Well, at a certain point, 
it might not be the because anymore, but it's just, you know, the way you're used to doing things, right? And it's mm-hmm. the same with spending as well. You know, we have a lot of clients who are, you know, very well off and could be spending a lot more than they are on the things that they want to do, but they've just, you know, for 40 years of saving, they just have a very hard time actually spending the money. And right. again, it just comes back to like a, a mindset shift and you really only you can give yourself permission to do that. I try to give clients permission, but they don't always take my permission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. And it's also probably kind of what you're just talking about there of figuring out what that purpose is versus not knowing or not having a purpose, something to get you up out of bed in the morning comes back to those, you know, the studies you're talking about where there's studies that say it's less healthy or more healthy to be retired. It's probably that's the difference, right? There's the mindset of, Mm -hmm. you know, the people, if you have that purpose to get out of bed, then they're probably less stress and everything else is good from a health standpoint. Well, let's be honest too, Joe. It's, I'm not old. Like, I think the word retired has been associated with old. Right. And I mean, trust me, I don't care how old someone else is. You're not finding someone more immature. Good luck. (laughs) So it's, I, I mean, I make noises that I never made before when I stand and those sorts of things. But it is a mindset to say, boy, if I'm right. And we spoke with you too about purpose. The job is your purpose. And suddenly you think, well, if I'm retired, I'm an old person. This is the final chapter. And that's what you've got to just erase. And yeah. and love what you're doing. And even if that's nothing, just just do that. And to add to that, like you really need to revive your childhood curiosity because you can do anything. You know, what did you put off doing when you were younger? For me, I chose to try waitressing because I never got to do that as a teenager. And that may sound insane to some people, but that was something I'd always wanted to do. And so now I work one, sometimes two days a week at a little diner near my house. And I absolutely love it. I love it. That's amazing. It brings me joy. Yeah, it brings me joy. And yeah, just be curious, be open. And like Dave said, give yourself permission. That might be a good segue into our next point and the importance of socializing in retirement. So when we're working, you know, a lot of us are are friends with our coworkers, whether we want to be or not, but (laughs) that's just who we see every day, right? So and I have uh, Kate in my, in my background here. Hopefully she's not taking offense to that. But anyway, <laughs> so maybe you guys could talk a little bit about the importance of socializing in retirement and just, just in general, you know, once you're no longer working. So maybe Dave, we'll start with you on that one. In season two, we had a healthcare provider who was wonderful. She was a great guest. And she eventually in her career, she focused on dealing with patients with dementia. And so... I think anybody who's forgotten a name, a phone number, whatever, it starts to get alarm bells in your head. And so that was one of the purpose. We wanted to raise awareness. And it's not just about forgetting one or two things. Like sort of don't worry, over worry, but where you can get resources if, if you are worried. That was one of the reasons. But she said that like we wanted to know, like, do you do a puzzle a day or whatever or read? How do you keep this mind active? And without hesitation, she said the number one way is socializing. Because it makes your brain react. You're taking in information at incredible rates. You don't even realize it. And she said, I don't mean go out and be the bell of the ball. You could just go out shopping, do something that makes you interact with people. And again, it comes back to, I generally speaking, I think this would be fair to say, I don't like you know, people. So I'm mostly <laughs> kidding, but it's, it's easier for me to have solitude than to do that. But I take her advice, absolutely, that get out there and make that brain work interacting. And if you don't want to see people, yeah. you could always co-host a podcast. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Wait a minute. Exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah. So to tag on to what Dave just said, sometimes it can be challenging as an introvert if your tendency is to not necessarily enjoy being around a lot of people or being in large crowds. The socializing doesn't necessarily mean interacting, right? So think about socializing as even that trip to the grocery store and having that brief conversation with the person who's checking out with your groceries. Or if you walk into a bank, instead of going to the automated teller, you actually interact with another human being at the wicket. Those, even those small interactions make a huge difference in terms of our feeling connected. As human beings, as a species, we are meant, our survival depends on being part of a group and connecting with other people and that sense of belonging. So yeah, as Dave said, you don't need to be the life of the party or or the bell of the ball, but you do need to make sure that you are paying attention to and being intentional about having social interactions on a regular basis. And why not have fun while you're at it? Like learn how to play pickleball, learn how to play cribbage, take advantage of the senior centers, sorry, older adult opportunities. This is another thing that we, Dave and I learned so much on our podcast. We're not senior citizens, we're older adults. And I much prefer that phrase. Anyway, there's so many, so many activities, artistic, athletic, just fun activities available in every community across North America, we discovered. And so, and most of them are, if not free, are really, really, really inexpensive. Mm -hmm. And there are great ways to interact with other people, meet new people, and get in that sort of daily dose of socialization. And for the two of us, Joe, it was tough because we were not long retired before the pandemic. Right. So that forced an isolation to it. But what was fun was finding creative ways now, two people in this household like to do the art tutorials where you, you paint a lovely picture. They only let me do that once. That mine wasn't very good. But there were all kinds of neat things like doing uh, escape rooms online and all these activities and then Zooming with... I'd never, I'd never done this type of meeting before. So it was difficult, but not impossible. And yeah, just reiterating everything Mary Ellen said about just go out there and do it. Get outside a bit and uh, yeah. yeah, you might be surprised what might happen. Yeah, that's great. And uh, one thing that I might add to that is, I think we've made it kind of clear the importance of socialization, but what tends to have a lot of people kind of withdraw and kind of isolate themselves is actually uh, when they start to have like hearing loss, right? And Dave, I think we kind of talked about this a little earlier. I can't remember if it was on on the podcast or just a conversation, but how a lot of times men in particular uh, are maybe a little stubborn when it comes to getting advice or seeing the doctor or whatever it is. And so one of those things quite often is with hearing, right? Maybe a little bit of denial Mm -hmm. as our our hearing starts to go, but that is incredibly important to avoiding things like dementia, Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. is getting, you know, keeping our our hearing up so that we can still be part of the conversation and we don't kind of get become withdrawn and go down that hole we just talked about. Well, and something I've learned that recently is even if you're not having any difficulties or symptoms, having your family doctor refer you to a cardiologist just to get those routine tests done, there's a series of about four at least, is again, you sleep at night. You go and and find out, okay, or you find out something does need addressing, but everybody should be doing that probably before retirement, but definitely after 50, all those things you should be doing. It's a good investment of your time for sure. Yeah, it's always easier to get ahead of things than try to correct things that already gone wrong. Right, right. For sure. So, you know, a lot of people 
devote themselves to their career and they get a lot of fulfillment from their career, you know, whether it's like you guys in education or it's uh, a business or, or whatever it is. I guess my question is, is your career, was that the, the highlight of your life and everything's downhill after retirement or can retirement be just as good, if not better than those working years? So maybe Mary Ellen, we'll start with you. Oh, absolutely. It is better. <laughs> and and that is no shade whatsoever on my career. I loved being in education. I loved, I had a variety of different roles over 31 or 32 years, and I loved them all. And I still go back into schools occasionally to fill in for principal colleagues who need some time off. And I love the energy of a school. I love kids. I love interacting with students. They're you know, they're just, I just love it. So there's no shade on that, but I love the freedom of retirement, right? I can do anything I want. As Dave said earlier, I am my own boss and that can be intimidating at times, but mostly it's very, very freeing. And so I am excited at the long list of things that I know I get to take on in the next 30 years and realizing that I don't have to do them all in the first three (laughs) has been been very, very helpful for me to realize that I've got 30 years. And so there are things that I want to do, but I don't need to do them now. I can wait 15 years and do them then. And again, that comes back to mindset. Like I can already hear some of your listeners going, well, yeah, well, she's assuming she's going to be in good health. Yeah, I am assuming I'm going to be in good health because I'm making sure that I pay attention to that because I know that all of these things I want to do, the baseline of them all is being in good health. So if you look after that, if you make that a priority, then you can do anything else that you want to after that. Yeah, that's great. I think uh, I'll probably do a future episode on this, but recently I read a book, Dr. Peter Attia called Outlive. So if anyone has not read that book, I highly recommend it. But anyway, it's all about, it's basically helping understand what allows people to live longer, but not only longer, but live better, like healthier and, you know, exactly. Band, right. So I highly recommend yes. it, but we won't go down that rabbit hole right now. So Dave, I'll get your thoughts on that as well. Well, we spoke with a very wise person recently, and it will be the basis of one of our episodes as well. And his advice hit home. He said, hopefully you loved your work. Hopefully that's not going to be everybody's case, but something kept you coming back other than the money, probably, because you, maybe you could have chose a different thing to do, but take the aspects of work that made it enjoyable and find a way to work that into your life in retirement. And if it was going in and having a coffee with uh, colleagues, there's obviously ways you can still do that. But whatever it was, that camaraderie, the friendship, all the things that really, like when you got up in the morning, said, I'll go back to work again, but take those and modify them in your retired life. And I know that's simplifying it, but if you gave that and like our guest said, he said, give it some effort. Like the effort will be part of the fun and working the things from work into your retired life. I wouldn't work in a boss. I did, <laughs> but I wouldn't do that intentionally again. <laughs> this is one of the reasons that Dave and I started the podcast is because we were experiencing something and we wanted to be able to share that with other people so that we could help educate them on what to expect. And I mean, that's just an aspect of our personalities. Both Dave and I were in education and we loved teaching. And so it was kind of only natural that we would end up doing something at some point in our retirement that still allowed us the opportunity to be lifelong learners. Like Dave and I are learning so much. Neither one of us had a clue how to put together a podcast a year and a half ago. 
And we're learning so much from the guests that we speak to. And the listeners, when they send us suggestions, we're like blown out of the water by some of them because we we thought we had a very long list of topics to talk about. And we just continue to add to it based on feedback from our listeners. And so those are opportunities for us to dive deep into something that you know we didn't necessarily know anything about. And yeah, like Dave said, those are qualities that we enjoyed about our careers. And we're now translating those over into what we're choosing to do in retirement. Yeah, that's perfect. And I think we have some good flow here because if we just look at our next point, there's not one way to retire, right? So I think a lot of people think retirement is, okay, I worked for 30 or 40 years. Now I'm done and I'm never going to work or do anything related to work again. And so you guys here, you are doing a podcast and no one's making you do it. You don't have to do it, but it's giving you guys some purpose, right? So maybe Mm -hmm. you guys could uh, just keep expanding and kind of we're already going there as far as retirement doesn't have to look like, you know, vacation (laughs) when you're done work. No, not at all. And I mean, some of us retired at a point where maybe we still have kids in post-secondary and so there's still some pretty large bills to pay. So, you know, that uh, myth of traveling in retirement is not necessarily reality. And that's one of those things I was talking about earlier. Like that's on my bucket list, but that's not something I have to do in the next few years. That can wait 10 years for me. I'm okay with that. You really want to figure out what brings you joy? So we talked earlier about things that you know make you want to get out of bed in the morning, but it's also about those moments of joy. Like what brings me joy, even though I am an, actually an introvert, is I get joy from knowing that I've made a difference for somebody else. And so that was one of the reasons why I wanted to take on the waitressing job. Like this cute little diner is surrounded by seniors' buildings. And there are a lot of amazing, amazing individuals who come in for breakfast every Saturday morning. And I get to interact with them and it makes their day. And they tell me that. And so it's a win-win situation. You just, you really do need to find things in retirement that bring you joy. That's great. What about you, Dave? I was recently reading a online blog of a gentleman who, because I was captured by the title and it says, retirement is not bolded for effect, a vacation. And so I said, I got to and he makes many valid points that every vacation is great, but it's finite. And at the end, if you're like me, you're kind of almost glad to get home, get back into some routine. And so it can't be that. But then he wanted to make very clear that travel is important if you have the means. And travel mm-hmm. doesn't mean flying off to Europe necessarily. It could mean whatever. And he quoted, I believe it was Mark Twain, and I'm going to butcher the quote. But the essence was that travel is the enemy of ignorance. And that's 100%. I don't know how many times have you been somewhere interesting, you go, well, this wasn't what I thought it was. Like these, like you immerse yourself where you've traveled and that will break down a lot of your preconceptions and misconceptions about either the people, the place, whatever. I'm going to crochet that or whatever you do with, with <laughs> what would I do, Mary? I would, what's the needle Cross point? stitch, Dave, cross stitch. Oh, yeah, cross yes. stitch it. That'll get right on that. But I think that's important <laughs> that any experience, any learning, in retirement is going to be the enemy of ignorance and and do mm-hmm. that. Keep your mind sharp and have a purpose. Yeah, no, I think mm-hmm. that's really good, guys. And so maybe we could just finish. We talked about the finance and non-financial side of things in retirement. So we talked a lot about non-financial, but having been retired now and you know talking to a lot of people in the space, what would you have to say about kind of planning your finances for retirement before you get to retirement? I'm going to let Dave take this one because this is his passion. Yeah, I think it's, it is it is critical. And obviously, like anything else, the further ahead you do it, the better. Never too late. All those things are all true. But even to get an idea of your wealth, your spending, 
and what your income is going to look like in retirement, if any. And hopefully there'll be some, or if you're going to be relying entirely on savings, all those things. If you get out there and talk with someone who can help you plan financially, you'll sleep better, you'll be more comfortable and better able to live within your means because something's probably going to shift from the income you had at work and now you're in retirement. So I think you've got to get the steps right. And I think that should be, if you still have the opportunity, one of your first to do and meeting with someone like yourself, Joe. Absolutely. Okay. So I appreciate everything you guys have shared today. And I'm a big advocate for, you know, learning from those who have done. So we've talked, we've obviously, we've hit on it a bunch of times here, but you guys have your own podcast, Retirement Years. So maybe you could just let our listeners know where they can find the podcast or find anything else you guys have going on. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's called the Retirement Years Podcast. And yes, we actually put the word podcast into the title. And you can find us at our website, theretirementyearspodcast.com. You can also find us on Spotify and Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon. Awesome. Any final parting words before we take off today? Nothing other than it was an absolute pleasure to be a guest for a change on a podcast. A little nerve-wracking. And I have a much better understanding of now what we're asking other people to do and why some people are a little bit hesitant to be a guest on a podcast. But you know what? You made it very easy. So thank you, Joe. Yeah. All right. It was great. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. It's been fun chatting. Appreciate all the insights and look forward to chatting with you guys again. Yep. Sounds good. Thanks. Investment services are provided through Matthews & Associates Investments of Aligned Capital Partners Incorporated and approved trade name of Aligned Capital Partners Inc., ACPI. Only investment-related products and services are offered through ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI and covered by the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Tax planning, financial planning, and insurance services are provided through Matthews & Associates. Matthews & Associates is an independent company separate and distinct from ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI. Matthews & Associates are not licensed tax professionals, and you should consult with your tax advisor before acting on any recommendations. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. If you'd like to see how prepared you are for retirement, we've created a free retirement readiness calculator to help you out. Go to matthewsandassociates.ca forward slash ready to input your retirement information and receive instant feedback to help you evaluate your current retirement readiness. Be sure to tune back in for the next episode. And until then, we're here to help you simplify and succeed in your retirement planning.